With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 241 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. Joined as always, son of a maintenance man, Willie Saylor. Willie, what's going on, man? Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween to you. What are you looking like? I'm just looking like uh, one of Easton's biggest gangsters. You dressed up as me? I dressed up as you. I'm going all in. You look pretty good. Yeah, This is the best I've ever seen you look, actually. Really? Yeah. It suits you. I don't know. I don't know if it suits me. Backwards hat? But I'm all in. I'm all in. Timberlands? Yeah, I got some uh, East... Are they real Timberlands? Okay. No way Voucher Life these, would go. These are Ozark Trails. Yeah. They were seven ninety five. How are you uh, feeling? They huh? were s- how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. Why? How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm just wondering because you got to dip in. Yeah, you know. Riding that grizzly train. Is this still in? I saw him put it in. A lot of people think it's fake. They've seen pictures. They think it's fake. Maybe uh, beef jerky. Nope. It's real chill. Although, I'll tell you what. Poser status 101. You got Grizzly. You got to go You got to go skull straight, dog. It was a lot less expensive. You know who makes better dip than Grizzly, though? Asics. You're yeah. right. That's Asics. true. Big shout to Asics. Thank you. Asics I don't have, makes everything. I don't have our, I'll tell you. We don't have our monitor here working, so I, I never saw the Asics thing to remind me we were going. But, yeah, shout out to Asics for sponsoring. The show, but Asics does not make any tobacco product. They make the best chicken. They make the best jeans. Not uh, yep. they make the best boots. So the y'all don't y'all you don't work at Flow. You may not know the whole Willie Sailor experience. Okay, and what the, there's little nuances to my <laughs> outfit that make it quintessential Willie. One item one, not three cups, at least three cups. Look, right now he's got two. Uh, there's two more down there. There's two more down there. You have to have a minimum three cups at all times. You need coffee, water, spitter. Okay, and that's what I got. I got coffee, spitter, water. Okay, and I even knew to put the paper towels in the cup. Are you drinking while you're dipping? Is that not supposed to happen? That's that's second level. Okay, well, I'm there. That's second level. I mean, I got a can of Bud Heavy here. It's not open, kids. Come on, guys. <laughs> you know what up. the best part of this is? He bought a Halloween outfit, and part of the Halloween outfit, it was the Budweiser. He bought a six-pack of Bud Powders. They're in the fridge. Well... I went to Walmart. Guess who's guess who wins in this event? I went to Walmart <laughs> and the, you couldn't buy just one can. I wanted one of the smaller, but so I was just like. You should have gone to a gas station. I know. 
I just hey, I was just gonna do. You know a what's illegal? You know what's illegal? Drinking and driving. Except you can buy one can of beer at a gas station. That's true. <laughs> Figure that out. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they got drive-through. Um, you know how you like it? Are you gonna get? Are you gonna get hooked on it? No. Yes, you are. We <laughs> ch- now we now we do chill. Now we're best friends. I'm not gonna. This is my. This is my. Uh, it's one of my lo- my only chew. Sorry, I'm having a hard time getting my. You. Out. That is that the first time you've ever had a chew? Yeah. I've never done anything. I am. I am befuddled here. Yeah. I'm. This is the manliest thing you've ever done. No, I've done. In a long line of softness, this is the toughest thing you've ever done. You put a chew in. You know what happens to most people who chew? Hmm. They puke. Their head spins. Like for the first time. Well, maybe maybe in Easton that's what they do. Shenandoah Valley. It's in our blood. I am impressed. Color me impressed. You know what else is impressive? Super 32. Super, super 32. Very impressive. There, man, there's a lot to get into Super 32-wise. We, we ain't going to be all Super 32 because once you start, you can just go for six hours. Yeah, this could take forever. You can talk about one weight the entire show. Um, some of the big, bigger takeaways, some of the more, uh, I guess, important moments or surprises, how 120 played out, Brody Teske losing, okay, <clears throat> Ford Melton uh, beating McKee, Great match. Let's talk um, about let's talk about Teske for a moment. Yeah. So, Teske goes out and l- he gets woodshedded. He gets woodshedded by a guy that's unranked. Um, mm. He the, the guy was all over. He was right? pinned nineteen times. Also, this was right. This was boom right away. He's almost pinned. They let it go. Okay, can he come back? No. Brandon Fenton from it got Ohio. Worse. Brandon Fenton from Ohio just bull rushed him. Right there, I am. With look Josh look at you. Look at yeah. you, just right there, watching it. Look, I got a hog lipper in right there. <laughs> he got power half right over. I couldn't believe it. And the match right before that, he almost lost in overtime. Yes, he did. Well, he didn't almost lose in overtime. But it went, yeah, true. It, it went, went, to to went to overtime. went to overtime. Now, that was a crazy finish in that match, too. There, because in, in Teske's overtime match, he... He was on this thing. Look at how physical this guy is. And other guys spilled onto the mat, and the guy who was wrestling kind of let up, and he finished on him. So that match, there was so much to unpack there in that moment, in that match, because you're saying, number one, some uh, Perrysburg Wrestling DM'd me before the tournament started and was like, hey, you forgot about Brandon Fenton (laughs) in the preview. He's a real threat. He's a real contender. So You, you reply back, LOL. That was so, rude. Well, I know about Brandon Fenton, but here's the thing. So when that, that when, when that really match did. happens, when that match happens, you're thinking one of two things, right? Is Teske overrated? Is Brandon Fenton underrated? Uh, those kinds of things, right? Well, the thing about Brandon Fenton was, I mean, he DMP'd. He went 2-2 two and two at Iron Man. Lost to two unranked guys. 3-2 and two at uh, Beast. Losses to unranked guys. Uh... Let's put some respect on his name. It's Brendan. Yeah, it's Brendan. Brendan Fenton. What did I say? Brandon. Brandon. Okay. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. So, you know, he looked amazing in that match. And then after that match with Teske, he goes on and, lo- like, he puts up 12 points against Teske, number six guy in the country. The next match, he does he, he scores, like, one or zero points the rest of the way. Mm. It's just, it was an outlier match. Yeah. Now, so- I'm not saying the kid ain't good, but... He couldn't score that way against other guys. So the question becomes, is is Teske overrated, right? But then Teske comes back for fourth. So when you look at 
Teske's tournament, a lot of people are going to say, down on Teske, down on Teske, but he lost one match he wasn't supposed to. And then his only, only other loss was to um, McKee. McKee. So I, I don't know. If you look at Teske's resume as a high school wrestler, what – I mean, this is not uncommon, right? Like, first of all, he doesn't leave. We don't see him wrestle many national tournaments. And when he has in the past, <coughs> he's lost, right? So he has a loss to Dylan Koontz very recently. He's lost to Drew Bennett. Um, he lost in the Fargo finals. He lost at Akron uh, to good guys, you know. But Fargo finals two years ago. Two years ago to Decatur. And then at Akron, he lost to, to Robbie Howard. Robert Howard. So I don't know. I mean, I, I've never really seen, like, the, the elite wins. To, for me, no. him, him losing a, a, a random match is that's kind of what we've seen. Well, he's ranked number six. He was ranked number six in the country. Yeah. Um, and what like the thing that happened with Teske and his the conception of him or the perception of him was really odd because he was a really good under the radar type of kid, and then all of a sudden everybody called him under the radar, under the radar, under the radar. He's raw. He's raw. He's raw. And then. People put him higher. Their their expectations for him were higher than what he was and higher than what he was proven to be. And he went from this really solid under-the-radar recruit to a perception of elite-level guy. He wasn't that. He's never been that, right? So, I mean, yeah. I thought I thought he took fourth at Super 32 in a pretty deep weight, and that's what he is. Yeah, he's solid. He's good. He's good. Yeah, and I think, I think almost – if he wasn't going to Penn State or, or – if he had committed to Iowa, we wouldn't be talking about him as much. Yeah. Because, I mean, Trent Heidley lost two matches. Yeah. The guys he was ranked ahead of. So, I mean, to, in, in reality, Heidley on paper had a more, quote-unquote, disappointing performance, even though that's just the nature of Super 32. And that's the nature of also putting it on the line frequently. We saw Dayton Fix go to this tournament and lose two matches. Okay? So yeah. it's not if, – if you if you wrestle frequently, this happens. You saw Hydley. Yeah. You saw Hydley at at the Open for juniors. We saw him uh, at Fargo. We saw him at Who's Number One, and and we saw him. So the guys competing. And a those lot, guys are gonna lose matches. Those guys tweeted that too. Joey Silva and um, Joey Silva and Hydley sure. both said both tweeted. You know, I put it on the line all the time. Um, not scared to compete. And then I got into an argument with Scott Green. But that's for another day. That was silly. Um, let's also talk about. Who you want to talk about? You want to talk about Facundo? I picked Facundo uh, to win the whole thing. He pro he was the best guy there. I thought he was. Well, I won't say he's Mason better than Phil. No, I won't say. He went to ultimate tiebreakers with Phillips. Those guys are even. But if he had won that match, I think we know he would have beaten um, Monday. Yeah, if he would have if if he would have beaten Phillips, beaten Phillips, we, so, we would have picked him in the finals. Now, the, the Phillips, who has been in the Fargo finals, lost to Jacory Tamer. He's Made a Greco world team. Good kid, right? Top 10 kid. He's a good kid. The score is tied with Facundo. Ultimate tie breaks. Facundo has to ride him out. Mm -hmm. That's another thing about Hydley, too, is that... Ultimate tiebreakers. Oh, ultimate tiebreakers here. Okay, so here was the thing. Here's the call. And everybody's talking crazy. about So we got to talk about because most people listen to this. So, so here's the scenario. Um, Phillips is underneath ultimate tiebreakers, old school rule, rules in Super 32. Okay, so if he gets away, Phillips wins. If Facundo rides him out, he wins. They go to the edge, out of bounds. They're basically completely out of bounds, but maybe they're in because it's college out of bounds rules.
Before Phillips can turn, kick, and face, the ref blows them out, right? Mm-hmm. So while an escape looked imminent, the official blew his whistle and gestured out of bounds. Mm-hmm. They review it mm-hmm. and say, one escape. To which I say, that is bullcrap. You cannot blow them out of bounds, allow a kid to escape, and say, one point. It, While it may be bullcrap, I think... While it may be bullcrap, I think the right guy won there. What? Uh, he, listen, the listen. guy was out. He wasn't out. Phillips was out. You can stop it at the exact moment when he's doing this. I don't know if Kyle has the skills. We'll see. We'll put him to the test. What would have if the ref didn't blow the whistle? What would have happened? Uh, you can't say that. Who knows? You he's can't? hanging on to him. What? You can't say that. I hear a whistle. I'm letting go. Kyle, can you pull out this shot right here? <laughs> um. All right. See, they're, so they're inbounds. They're they're inbounds. That's inbounds. Okay. Yes. So, all right. Hey, so I, you got it. Hold on. You got to go like just slowly move forward. Just just tap the right arrow button a couple times. Watch. Just keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Watch the officials' hands. Look, he's he's blowing him out of bounds. Is he out right there, Willie? No, but he's okay. Getting, he's no, getting, no, 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 no. He's getting out. <clears throat> you can't say that, Willie. Um. I don't know. I mean, yeah, you can't say that. You can't say that. Do you do you think Facundo led up there? Yeah. So so I, I called the match. The the issue is the the issue is one hundred percent the whistle because technically it speaking, is one hundred percent the whistle. The, yeah. Technically speaking, the the ref made the incorrect call in the sense that they were still in bounds because the cylinder goes up to infinity and their sh- what what they were looking at was their shadows were no, in bounds. No, I don't know about the shadow part. But that Willie, there's there's definitive proof that they were leaning over the edge. <laughs> you can't say, yeah, I'm 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 a hundred percent that they were inside the cylinder, but not not based on shadows. Yeah, Willie, that's based on shadows. You'd have to know the angle of the freaking light. The angle of the light was directly over them. You use a protractor. The light, use, angle of the light was directly over them. Did it's you a use a stud gym. finder to it's make sure gym. it was purpose they straight were, up and they down? Were, they were in bounds. But the issue is. He blew, he blew it dead. And when you don't listen to the whistle, when you just review the the action as it happens, of course you're going to say that Phillips was out. Or, excuse me, Phillips got an escape. So that's where Facundo got messed up, was that yeah. they, they blew the whistle and never reviewed the, the timing of the whistle. And, of course, like, it's a reasonable call for the ref to say that, the, the, to blow the whistle because their entire bodies were out, like their whole feet were out of bounds, just they were leaning in slightly. Well, the, the the whole thing boils down to me. I, I don't. I don't even. I don't even think the cylinder thing has anything to do with it. They were inbounds. The the ref made a the the whistle was bad. The ref the whistle screwed everything up. If but he you can't. But you can't go back. Oh my god! Are you okay? <clears throat> Did you get stung by a bee? I'm a little under the weather, so I my throat's dry. It's causing all kinds of reactions. Um, however, after the whistle, whatever happens, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You can't say. Yeah, I know. You can't say. Oh well, it would have happened. It doesn't. That's. So- I know. Okay, so wait. Well, well, you've said two things now. No, I didn't say two things. When I'm not trying to get to the bottom of um, what the referee should have done. We, we knew the referee shouldn't have blown the whistle. I want. You can't review that though. I mean, how do you review that? And how do you review what? How do you review that sequence? See the ref do this and blow his whistle, and then give one. Clearly before. No, I'm not saying the call was good. I'm not saying the call was good. I'm saying somebody was getting screwed there either way. 
Somebody was getting screwed there either way. If if the if they if they review that and they say that okay, he blew the whistle. He blew the whistle. It was a bad whistle. Mason Phillips, you're still underneath. He got screwed. Yeah. Right? Because he was getting out. <coughs> Guys, well, he, he was getting out. He was getting out. That's a guess. Uh, to me, the, yeah, the it, be, it might be a guess. When he heard but, the whistle. Huh? Facundo let go of him when yeah. he heard the whistle. The, it's he did not. Facundo did not leave go of him when he heard the whistle. Yes, he did. Yeah, he did. No, it, he did not. Watch, watch it again. How was Phillips not out before then? Facundo's still trying to fight for that last ankle. Watch the tape. Were he did not. Li- he was, he's fighting through it. Well, he he let him go when the whistle blew. Yeah. No, he that's, did not. That's the that's a hundred percent the issue. Yeah. You watch he's, that tape. He stopped wrestling because the whistle blew, which is what everyone is supposed to do. Whistle blow, you're supposed to stop wrestling. You watch that tape and see that Facundo let him go? I, I watched it live and I watched the tape. He let him That's go. That's not what I see. I see Facundo still trying to capture that leg. He went out of bounds. I see Facundo still trying to capture that leg, and he and can't. he sat back like this. I was like, okay, we'll... we'll, well uh, yeah, they, he got screwed there. And you know, part of the problem is when you go with these hybrid rules... And and I, I thought I think the rule set in high school is just atrocious. I mean, I saw guys flying to the edge so often. Mm-hmm. I mean, st- back and straight out. Yeah, back and straight out, um, taking longers, blatant longers mm-hmm. all the time. I they need that to give up choice when they take injury time in high school, mm-hmm. and they need m- more strict edge rules. Because mm-hmm. what I saw was. Unbelievable, and it makes these matches drag on when you can back straight out of bounds. I mean, I saw guys in underhooks backing straight out. Yeah, it was it was egregious. So yeah, it's I bad. Think these they... refs are put in a tough position when okay, it's college out of bounds rules, but not really college out of bounds rules because it's not the college edge stalling rules. So it's like a hybrid of well, like yeah. all these rule sets. I, but those to me, those are two different things. None of that came into play in that call. No, but it, it just uh, what I'm saying. You're, you're asking an official to be melding um, rule sets on the fly and, and make make the right decision. Well, you're asking that official. Most of those guys are not college officials that ever right, have to worry they're, about that. They're, right. They're not college officials, but they have to officiate college rules. It's not college rules. There's no college rules other than you're still in bounds. Yeah, that's the college rule. It's college <laughs> out of bounds rules is Super 32. This is a high school ref having to call college out of bounds rules. Willie. That's precisely the issue. If Focus. it's high school out of bounds. Willie, you don't understand this? It's college yeah. out of bounds. Yes. If it's, understand. If it's what, what does that have to do bounds? with digging an underhook and the kid moving out of bounds? I'm talking about the Facundo thing. I'm saying these refs are put in a bad situation. They're trying to meld these rules in their mind and make split-second decisions. They're blowing them out. Oh, wait, we're doing college here. But it's high school everywhere else. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was semifinals. They should have been up to speed by then. <coughs> but, Yeah. I don't know. As far as the, as far as the high school rules, take a sip, bud. As far as the, it'll change the world. As far as the high school rules, it's a little freaking deflating, right? When guys are running to the edge, they're taking longers, calling timeouts, um, and you want to see these series, you want to see these series play out. You want to see these flurries play out, but you don't get to because they're running to the edge and there's no penalty for it. And what also comes into play a lot of times, and 
Super 32 is not too bad, but you take a, a, a some other high school tournaments like Ironman. The mats are so tiny, Kyle. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, it, it makes it makes you are in a good. You have the potential to have a good sequence of action, but they're out. Every you know? every year at Ironman, there's like a little uproar on Twitter because some great match is affected by the small mats like you're saying or like someone coming into the mat mm -hmm. because like those especially in that in the main gym there the four mats are just stacked on top of each other and so every year iron man it's a huge discussion because you have the best kids in the country wrestling on tiny mats and even not in major tournaments almost every single high school event anywhere the head table that that part of the cylinder near the head table is always going to be there's there, you're going to get blown out of bounds quickly because they don't want kids running in the table which I get, but then just I don't know, move the tail back and make the mats bigger. Yeah, there and there was a couple sequences too. I mean, I don't know if it was a semi or a third place match. It was a big match, and they essentially they essentially called it dead because one of the wrestlers would went into the corner in the coaches like just move the coach. They have way too many kids sitting in the corner, right? There's like eight of his teammates in the corner. They kind of happened, well, not that situation, but the kids coming onto the mat in the Teske overtime. Mm -hmm. Kids came onto the mat from the map aside That's and almost, like, hit the wrestlers. Yeah, yeah. He let up. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyways. Anywho, how you doing there, Captain? I'm good. I was, I was smiling because I was thinking as I, as I spat out my dip, trying to recover my throat. Um, <laughs> I had this wrestler... So remember, I coached I coached some uh, some country boys. I had, I had a no to you know you're not allowed to you're not allowed to do tobacco and be on a team. All right, we're at the state tournament, and these guys know I don't play. These are the seniors. They're my best wrestlers. They know they can't do it. All right, so I'm in their room. Okay, day four states. Go in the bathroom, and I see this. Brown dust look in the toilet. Yeah. So I go. Well, I won't say his name. Let's call him. Uh, let's call him. Resurrect. Let's, let's call. Let's call him Steve. I'm like Steve. It's like what's that in the toilet? This is a, a this this kid. I love this kid as much as ain't. He was he was stupid. Uh, he was dumb. Like a like just a country boy. He said, um, I think that's pipe sediment. <laughs> he said, I don't know how he came up with that. I was like, that's a pretty good. I mean, I was like, I was like, that's pipe rust. One of my, one of the greatest <laughs> memories of me coaching is this kid tell me it was pipe sediment. This kid dipping is like a, a it's like a part of wrestling culture. I, I, maybe, Sorry, it, just, maybe it shouldn't be. I'm not trying to endorse it. Right. Some people, Scott Green always tells me I shouldn't be. Tweeting about dipping. Hey, I, I ain't I ain't endorsing I it. I agree. I ain't endorsing it. I do it. It's your prerogative. Your kid wants to do it. To tell him not to look up to me. I ain't a role model. Charles Barkley. But it is that. a big... A lot of wrestlers chew. And the funniest story... Brian Snyder always laughs at the story. My, my uh, senior year. You know, in high school, I chewed like a crazy person like I do now. And Mr. Powell, our coach, hated it. And... and uh, my senior year, I was just, I was just cutting my, it might have been junior year, cutting my balls off, right? And I'm like, just lethargic and just, I'd like, I look like crap on the mat. And 
So I had I, I hit this I hit a Peterson with like 30 seconds left over a kid that I majored the last year and uh, and and Mr. Powell's like what's what's going on with you you know you, you know why why you should be killing that kid and I said I'm so tired I can't move out there he's like he's like well keep doing that keep doing that dip you're doing and uh, that tires you out I said <laughs> and I was uneducated right I was like. Well, that's funny, Mr. Powell. My lips never tired. It's usually my arms and my legs. No. <laughs> yeah. And those guys have lost it. Snyder and Jamar Billman, they were like, oh, my God. Because nobody, at that time, nobody talked to Mr. Powell that way. <laughs> were you serious? Half serious. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's funny. Okay. Um, oh, I, let's talk we, about breakout guys. Okay. You want to talk about breakout guys? You want to talk about Hydley? Well, yeah. Highly, it's tough because he lost. He lost well, two more overtime. His, more about his commitment. He lost two UTBs. Uh, I don't both think, of them. I don't think his Kennedy losses. Yes, in, his Kennedy losses in tiebreakers. Yes. Oh my goodness! In the, so you know he uh, lost two matches in rules that aren't really rules. And and Ian, uh, his, his old club coach Ian, is still freaked out in the third place match because apparently it was it was basically one of those it was like a UW situation right where they call you know fleeing or something stupid or caution when it's like the guy has nowhere else to go. They called him for stalling with one second left. Right, yeah. There was a was. second stall call, I guess. Wow. In sudden victory? Yeah. yeah. Well, in the ultimate tiebreaker. So he lost two matches without getting taken down? Yeah. <coughs> no. Kennedy didn't take him down? Correct. Oh, snap. <laughs> Let's talk about Kennedy. What? Kennedy, I feel like to a lot of people was a breakout guy. And, and he was. He was, but we knew he was really good. I don't think, I think it was confirmed there how good he was. I mean, he was a motor. Yeah, he this kid's feet didn't stop moving. Minnesota, man. You watch. Folka is a, a funky dude, man. He is all, look at him. You He's watch. He's all over the place. Now remember, people aren't, people are listening, Willie. So I know, but talk. what I'm saying is you watch, you watch Kennedy in the finals against Foca, just moving, 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 and scoring a bunch. You have to wonder how he didn't score on Hydley, right? I mean, well, Hydley, I mean, they had some great exchanges. They were you know, Hydley's not easy. I mean, I Foca is much easier to score on than Trent Hydley. I know, but just as yeah, Foca gives up a lot of points, but he's also he also, I mean, he gave up a big throw in his like round of sixteen or thirty-two, whatever, and then came back. And that's just the way he wrestles. Other breakout guys, Thane Lawrence beat Alex Lloyd. Alex Lloyd came back and beat him, but that's a guy you got to keep on your radar because he's only a sophomore. Um, Fenton over Teske. I don't know if Facundo counts. He, he sort of. If he had won Super Thirty Two, is he a pound for pound contender? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, he did take some losses in the spring. He did. Mm -hmm. uh, Lost to Kevon twice. Yeah. Who's key? Oh. Davenport. Davenport. Davenport, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, he lost a goofy match to Mason Phillips, an established guy. We knew how good he was, but he's, his ranking was limited because he hasn't wrestled a high school match yet. Right? Yeah. And so I don't know if he counts as a breakout guy. I don't know if Crookham counts as a breakout guy. Um, yeah, those were kind of – oh, let's talk about Cassiope. <laughs> Cassiope, he's problems. He's like – you have to make a decision where you put him in the hierarchy of guys like Gable, 
and and the keep, top keep that name out your mouth. The top guys. No. Okay, where do you put where do you put him in the hierarchy? Is he He's there with Nevels, I would say. No, how about Paris? How about Colton Schultz? It's tough to say. It's third. He's third. the third best? Behind Paris. He's the third best. Opinion. You know that? <laughs> so I don't know that. I'm saying I just said you it don't in my know either. Well, I, I wouldn't say I don't that. know either, but I wouldn't say definitively. I would say definitively Gable keep keep his name out of everyone's mouth. Yeah, Gable's one. Paris but two. um I don't know. I could I could see him. It's it's with Paris, it's like you just see how good he can be. But you know, where where are the other than Schultz, I guess I haven't seen him that many times What I'm saying is the more I see Cassiope, and he's a guy that likes to compete. He wrestled here. He wrestled at he wrestled at night before conflict in Iowa, and the next day wrestled in Michigan Grapp Fall Classic. Nope, that's fake news. That was Brandon Whitman. Oh, uh, then when did he wrestle? JJ Classic or something? He's been wrestling yeah. all over the place. I like the fact that he, lo- he he competes everywhere. And my point is, I don't think maybe other than Gable, he could be the number two. He he. he He's in that tier. Yeah, I would agree with that. He's a little reminds me. He's a more developed at this point, but his style and his stature a little Ty Walls-ish. He can get to legs. He's pretty. He's pretty quick. Um, I, I think he's tough. Some guys are, are worried about his stature, but I think he's gonna be good. Talking about stature, how about Ryan Anderson? <laughs> Ryan Anderson registered at one twenty six, moves up to thirty eight. Wins it. He, he I, did not cut an ounce. He I can, didn't know. tell you that. He was eating. <laughs> he was eating all the time. 138. He, won the whole thing. He weighed in with a hot dog in his hand probably. Yo, what can you say? He's good. He's really good. I'm, I'm curious to see how his career materializes. So he was Ironman runner-up last year to Bo Bartlett. Beast runner-up to Patrick Glory. A really good kid coming out. He's, re- he's from Jersey. Got it. Across the river. But... Uh, yeah. And there's a 16-year-old eighth grader, apparently. Yeah, Ryan Crookham. I don't know why. They're, I guess they're holding him back again. He wins. He's, he becomes the first eighth grader to ever win Super 32. But it comes with an asterisk, right? Because it's like, this is the second time he's staying back, I believe. Okay. That's he is insanely tough on top. Yeah. Regardless of whatever, he's insanely tough on top. I mean, he he got probably 12 minutes of riding time, like the whole tournament. Like He just wouldn't, he got on top, he just wouldn't let kids up. So what do you make of Trent going to NC State? Uh, Iowa thought they had a shot at him. I mean, they did have a shot at him. They did have a shot at him. Um, Ultimately goes to NC State. I mean, I I think we we see this sometimes with recruiting. We kind of have an idea where a kid's going to go, and then just the narrative kind of moves in the different directions. But the reason we thought he would go to NC State, his brother's there. It's a quality program. They're still true today. And uh, I think, I think that that's why he's gonna wind up there. It makes sense to me. Um, but yeah, as a big recruit, a big target for the Hawkeyes, it's uh, it's not good news for them. But and and also with NC State, one one thing I'm wondering, not that I think Trent is gonna struggle to start, but with the Bullard Nick Renan dynamic, they are loaded there. I I don't know how that plays out with. With those guys, because I th- I think both Thomas and Daniel Bullard are are, are quality. Nick Green and obviously uh, super solid. And then you know his brother is probably not going to enter that mix, but but still they're they're really good in those ways. And I'm not sure where exactly Trent goes, but 
That's a uh, problem to have. That, that's first world problems for Pat Pop. Okay. Um, any any D one news? Anything floating every year there? around this time? It's so <laughs> crazy. Every year around Super Thirty Two time, everyone else is having their wrestle offs. Everyone has their wrestle offs, right? Penn State's the only one where they have them, but you never. It's it's totally word of mouth. Two years ago, Gulabon lost to Dinmore, and I'm pretty sure Brill beat Nickel. Um, I forget if anything happened yeah. last year. Uh, but then this year, we don't know. But rumor is McCutcheon lost to Kassar. Lee beat Cortez. No one knows. But it, it's just a funny thing that everyone else, even Oklahoma State, they don't like publicize it, but they'll release <laughs> the results of it. But Penn State, you just... It's total word of mouth guesswork, and um, so we were told. Who knows if it's true? Yeah. So we heard Kassar won. We heard Nick Lee won handedly, handily over uh, Cortez. Now for McCutcheon and Kassar, I don't think it will be definitive, right? I think that's probably a situation where they go to similar tournament. You know, they go in the same tournaments, a Keystone Open or something like that, and. Or, Maybe even scuffle, and they figured out then. Well, my thing with McCutcheon is, you know, I, I'm pretty sure they had to convince him into coming back this year. Yeah. They talk him into coming back. He wasn't going to wrestle. How much you know, is he into it? He's graduate. Well, no. What'd you have this dude come back for? If, you know, you're going to make this guy come back when he was ready to go and then bench him? Um, if he's not. I mean, you do. You put the best guy out there. I don't. Yeah, know. I get that. I get that. But why? Yeah, you put the best guy out there. But you had Kassar. Why? I mean, I guess there's a. What if Kassar's shoulder falls off in January? Yeah, I hope that doesn't happen. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just it's an interesting dynamic. Um, I, no one's surprised. I guess. I mean, everyone knows Kassar's talent. It's always been the classic. Can he stay healthy? And we still don't know. But it it was. He's competing now. He's wrestling and allegedly beat McCutcheon. Could another be, could be total fake news. Another interesting. I don't. Josh Shields beat Jason Sertzis in a wrestle off. We've been talking about this since Sertzis committed. Since he committed there, it's like unless the Valencias move up, those two are going to wrestle, and we like Shields. Yeah. I don't, so I. It's interesting to read, but I don't. I don't think it's surprising. No, it's not surprising, but it is like, man, it's it's when you brought him. I mean, Zeke and them knew this when they brought him in. It's I'm surprised they haven't tried to make a way to make this work a little better. Yeah, but they do let the guys pick where they want to go, which is which is good. I mean, I think you should do that. Who's 65? Oh, Anthony. Anthony. Yeah. So he probably has a. He probably can't hold 49, and even if he did, Maruk is there. I would probably take him over Maruka, but yeah. I don't think he can hold that. And uh, and Anthony's a 65. But the cool thing is about Sertzis, Shield, should see that this weekend at Michigan State Open. Michigan State going to have basically almost their entire team except for Zahid scrapping there. So that live will be on Flow Wrestling. live on flowwrestling.org if you're familiar. Speaking of live on flowwrestling.org, Schultz. Schultz well, hold, hold, on, b- hold on, before we get into Schultz, do we want to talk about any projected high schoolers that could be wrestling in Opens this weekend? Seniors. Uh, I talked to uh, Chris Lee, 
Joe Lou's dad, and he didn't say when, but he said Joe will be wrestling in opens, college opens this year. So um, we knew that you know Nick did that last year, so maybe Edinburgh Open for him. What Nick about wrestled in college opens last year. Edinburgh, he did. Mm-hmm. I know if I don't I'm know sure if they're showing up, Karen. but but um, Bono said he's open to having uh, guys come and wrestle Dak. Tectronics. Dude, Gable. How did he wrestle in a college open? Wasn't he technically a high school senior? He probably already graduated. I'm pretty sure he graduated. Oh, he graduated. Yeah, yeah he graduated. Remember? Yeah, he yeah, probably graduated in December. Remember Edinburgh we were talking about how he like could, February. Yeah. could Penn State use him that year? So, but this year they changed the rule again. So, eighth grade, high, high schoolers can wrestle. I bet you see a ton in um, East Strasburg open. I don't know. Uh Definitively, I haven't heard about any in specific guys. I'm wrestling here. I'm wrestling. There. Well, the first person when when we heard about this rule change that I wanted to see was Gable. Mm-hmm. I want to see him wrestle college dudes. I mean, I guess we've seen it a little bit with Junior Trials and Jordan Wood, but I love to see him enter Midlands. Enter maybe he goes to um uh, no he won't go to Scuffle. What about I mean, like Dactronics or something? Yeah, yeah. It's a three hour drive. Yeah. From uh, Minneapolis, I love it. Hey, bring Pat McKee, too. Young McGregor in the mix. All right, Schultz. Schultz, 61, is going to be fire. I feel like he... I feel like Nomad forgot some names, maybe, but... Nomad, you forget some names. Ramos Brewer, Nashawn Garrett, Joe Cologne, both Dardanes, brother against brother, Johnny DeJulius. That is... They're all at 61? All at 61. Talk about the weigh-in rules, Nomad. Uh, Yeah, so it's going to be... So this will be the first tournament... I'm really excited. First tournament with the new weigh-in rules. So, weigh-in on for uh, freestyle. Be weighing in on Friday. Wrestle the finals on Saturday. So, um, all the styles. Greco starts first, then women, then men's. No man, you forgot the most important name of all. Daniel DeShazer. We could get Slapgate again. I did, I did forget DeShazer. <laughs> I don't Are know you what leaving? you're thinking. <clears throat> yeah, you? I'm leaving a couple hours. His plane's boarding. He just got dropped off from Greensboro. Yeah. Now he's getting back on. Yeah. Real so, life. DeShazer in the mix. Yeah, this could be Darius Little. JD, Darius Little. What are you, Darius, what are you doing, man? You can't make this. Day of. Someone someone get word to Darius Little. Tell him this is a day of weigh-in. This is a day of weigh-in. He was a college 41. Darius, it's not worth it, man. Hey, some people shrink. Maybe he'll shrink. He looks very strong when I see him coaching. All right, we'll see. Good luck to Darius Little. I think he's, I think he's really big for this weight. I'm just... Van Gullion. Yeah. I'm just here you to watch. Na- you didn't put his name because I don't believe I I, I don't believe any <laughs> foreigners when they say. Come on, he's until. registered. That's that's great. That's fantastic. How many times have we seen guys be registered not? So not things? particularly so the Schultz. Let's not talk about it. Yeah. Okay. Van Gullion registered. Ilyas Bikbulatov is registered for for Russia. Yeah. Russia's best. Yes. I'll believe it when I see it. Junior World Champ Musalaliyev is registered. I'll believe it when I see it. I hope they're there. Obviously, I hope they're there. I, I wish Kijikis really showed up, but uh, well, he's not registered. not registered. I understand. Daniel. I understand that. That's I mean, I can't wait for uh, Nomad to stand next to all sometimes. these guys. I'm just here to watch PD3, right? PD3 Hawk. Where are all the peoples? I mean, what I, all we? What peoples? There's no. There's five people registered. It's Downey, Richard Perry, then foreigners. Japan, Korea, Musalaliyev. What's Musalaliyev's deal? The he's junior world champ. Oh, when? Mm, it's 15 or 16. Okay. Well, I think PD3 is going to win. He loves this winning. No love for Rich Perry. <coughs> no love for Rich Perry? 
I love Richard Perry, but I'm curious to see Richard Perry day of weigh-ins because he used to be in '97, and when I was talking to him. He said, "Yeah, I can make day of '86 easy." I can't figure right, out. Awesome. I think it's changing like the wind. What college weight down he's gonna go? One day '97, now here '84. Yeah, I asked 97, him. Now back at the '84. Uh, what? It's '84 again? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> what is the latest? What's the latest you guys heard? I asked him. Latest I heard was '84. I asked him definitively, like. A month and a half ago, he was like, no, 84. And then I heard something else. Yeah. I don't know, dude. I think you should go... I think you should go 90, 97 for the team. Makes more sense. But mm-hmm. especially with Wilkie, Wilkie Smooth, he's going to be at 84 the rest of the way, right? Well, can... Because Warner's coming in. What's a better shot? What's a better way to, for, for him to win the title, do you think? 97. 97. 97 for sure. There you go. Well, yeah, definitely. I would like to see him wrestle Miles Martin. I think that'd be a great match. I'd like to see him wrestle all those guys. I, I, but think I would also. I would. I want to see him. I don't look. I don't care. I ain't rooting for nobody. But I want to see Pat Downey on Saturday night, son. Easy, Easton. That would be. <laughs> would that be? That would be ratings, right? I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe people don't really know. People wouldn't know. Well, the wrestling people <coughs> would definitely know. I I would love it. I mean, just for the the excitement. But I want him. I like, like how to be dropped in by like chords from the from the ceiling. Uh, what would his entrance music? What would his come out song be? They would not play. You it. couldn't play it. No. It would just be the beep. It'd be just a beep. He just could come out to a beep. I want there to be freaking fireworks. I want him to ride in on a majestic steed. No, he yeah. needs no. He needs to go uh, old school Undertaker. On a motorcycle. Yes. Bring him in on a Harley. Yeah. He Harley hog. So, with uh, Downey... I want it to be in the open air arena, and he comes <laughs> in on a Blue Angel. Like, he jumps out in a parachute. I don't know. If, is the Q... Uh, is it open air arena? It's not. It's Cleveland. It's, can't confirm. It's not. All right. We, all right so, not. we eliminated that uh, possibility. With Downey... Downey, Miles Martin... I think I think it's a tough matchup for Miles, just based on the Sammy Brooks precedent, right? Underhook guys, give him a little trouble. So I think you could almost say he's he's got a great shot at the finals, but you never know. With Here, my thing with Downey is, if he has a full gas tank, I just feel like he's hard to take down somehow. You get in on his legs somehow. He he'll pull you up and throw you on your just face. Pull you up. Yeah, he's excellent. I'm I'm excited to watch him. I like how Christian was like easy Easton as though he's from Easton. Like I should be the one rooting for Danny. He grew up five minutes from me. What are he you was talking about, about the I was way talking I was about... talking. Oh my yeah. gosh, no man. Hey, okay, just another back to the Schultz. Come on, Bay. How do we think he's gonna do in senior level? He's gonna do fantastic at senior level. It's it's mind boggling how dominant he is at the junior level. It's just fun to watch, but he could not score on Mason Manville, who won the spot in the senior level. Um, well, well, what? I do not think Kamal was 100% that match. Oh. And I'm not taking anything away from Manville. Sounds like you're taking a lot away from him. Sounds like he took his title away, no man. Wow. Be disrespectful. Very disrespectful. Oh, one other wrestle-off that has me freaking out. Strigo beat Beasley, and I, I drafted Beasley on my fantasy team. So Strigo is quality. He was yeah, I know. been a rankable guy uh, his career, and Beasley is good, but... You know, him all Americaning was not like 
That was somewhat surprising. Do we want to? Do we want to roast this ACLU thing? Oh, we could. Do we have time for that? Uh, yeah, I thought we were getting some other stuff. I guess. What other gonna... stuff? Um, I don't uh, know what else we got. Beck Bulatov. We can't talk about Frangulin because we're not allowed. Because Nomad is not sure if he's going to show up. I hope I, I hope all of the guys that I see registered here on an email I received show up. Look at how loose that hat is. He's wearing that hat like an old, like the old Lehigh fans do. Yeah, doesn't fit really. Does not tight. Look okay. At all right. He's a peach. That one. So, why don't, why don't you? No, I'm gonna queue it up. We're taking a while. So the ACLU puts out this tweet in in a letter to the NCWA on behalf of a wrestler named Marina Gucher. With a with a video, this was a full on production. Saying how she's been denied the, an opportunity to compete against men. Um, to set the stage, she goes to the University of Michigan Dearborn. Does not have it a, a women's team. Okay, so she she chose to go to a school that doesn't have a team. Right. Doesn't have a men's varsity team. All that is is a club, and apparently, <laughs> and I didn't know this that you can't practice against boys well that's that's one of the points of contention so i didn't know about that that's stupid but they're, they're saying how they're they're fighting to get women wrestling in, in college when that already exists with the wcwa so the whole the whole thing is like to, to me the aclu could be doing they could actually be helping the cause for women um, as you know, they're trying to get in emerging sports status for, for women's wrestling or trying to yeah. build, trying to build these programs. Instead, they just make it about this, like this victimization here when really, I don't really think that's where the opportunities are being denied because she chose that. Yeah, right. ACLU. I mean, I think they're doing, <laughs> they're doing their thing a disservice one by pushing they're They're fighting the wrong fight. Number one, you don't go to don't go to work against wrestling who for years has been trying to develop women's wrestling yeah that you're you're fighting people who are trying to swim in the same in the same direction as you and you're doing it with a bad example and a false narrative so they they're, they're doing themselves I mean, a disservice. the tweet the tweet says we're going to the mat to end discrimination in college wrestling I mean that 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 to me is so over the top and dramatic and inaccurate. Inaccurate, wholly inaccurate. Um, Look at to take listen, that angle. she this girl selected a school to go to that doesn't have women's wrestling in her conference. I don't know what to tell you. You picked that school, right? And it's a Ooh. club. It's a club. This is this is an intramural activity there. Right? Yeah, it's not. They're making it sound like this is an NCAA thing. Now, th th there's all this like legal mumbo jumbo. Oh my gosh, Sion is screaming. Why is Sion? What a weirdo! Uh, but there's there's this thing about insurance. The the head of the um, NCWA saying the insurance doesn't allow women to wrestle against men. The ACLU says that's not true because you follow NCAA rules, which does allow this. Whatever. There's there's all this kind of deflection here when the reality is 
women's wrestling. There's so much momentum in the wrestling community behind women's wrestling. So there's no, there's no other women's wrestling programs in her conference of club. Now this is club, and it's a very important point to stress because this is like. It's an option, right? This is like this is not a university sanctioned sport. This is not set up by the university. This is like a chess club, guys. This is like me and Christian go to X university and we really like chess, but let, we're having a team and we'll we'll play the college across the other side of town that also has a club team, right? So she chose to go to this school. There's no other women's programs in their conference. So the only time she can't wrestle in any duels against women, the only time she can wrestle against other women is at the national championships. Or, actually, that's not entirely true. If she really was jonesing to wrestle men that badly, she could enter any NCAA Open she wanted. She'd go to the Eastern Michigan Open. She'd yeah. go to the Michigan State Open. Right. She'd, go to, she'd go to all these. Well, I, I'm saying that is their argument. That right. is that is the ACLU's argument that right. I that I just stated. Now she could go to opens. She's they're trying to say that she should be able to compete on the men's team against the other men. Now, can she beat? Can she beat the? Well, how come she can wrestle in open against men's, but she can't wrestle? Because that's NCAA. Because NCAA, I guess anyone can enter, right? But with in CW, and I guess that's maybe their point. That's it's maybe like, their point. It's like if you follow NCAA rules. Then you should allow this to happen. Yeah. Okay. But but the the angle, the club that governs college wrestling bans women from wrestling against men. It's just like so over dramatic and like to me it's it's it misses the point. Um, yeah. There are no other women that wrestle in Marina's conference. Okay, that should that should tell you something. That maybe that you pick. Yeah, you pick you, the school that. That's like you know I wanted to be an engineering major, but I went to a college that didn't have engineering. Has anyone asked why she didn't try to go to? King or Campbellsville or because that's why that's why that's why they said she said she wanted to be an engineering major and no no sanctioned school women's program has an engineering as a major well isn't that get to like the kind of tough life decision of well you just can't you don't wrestle then I mean that's like if a that's like if a kid wants to go D one they have a very specific major they want to do uh-huh. they don't have it so they, they go wrestle D two or D three mm-hmm. and maybe they don't they can't even why do that why didn't NCWA just say fine I don't, yeah fine I don't know why I don't know why the so why don't they let just let her wrestle she'd have to beat a guy to be varsity right yeah if she can do that then let her wrestle in dual meets who cares yeah I don't know if it's an insurance issue or what. Yeah, I don't know. It either. sounds like that's maybe not really the thing, but I don't. I know. don't know why. I don't know why the NWCA won't allow her. NCWA. And I, NCWA won't allow her, and I don't know why she went to a school that had no. There's there's other options to do, right? Tough choices. Yeah, I don't know. Weird, weird. It was weird. like yeah. It's like when Ben. To me, it's like when Ben said. You don't have any options, right? These college football players, college basketball players don't have any options. Uh, there's no other option. There's no option to get paid. Well, there's no option within that sport, bud. Meanwhile. Right? There's there's options outside of that in life. If you don't want to play football in college because you don't get paid, then don't play football. That's a tough life choice. Yeah. Right? Meanwhile. There are other options in life. And when I say go play basketball in Italy, it's like, oh, yeah, that's not... That's, well, that, that option's not good enough? Then I don't know what to tell you. 
Yeah. Meanwhile, we got all this, this momentum. We got Super Thirty Two as their first girls division. Who's number one? We have we have our first girls match. Uh, they're they're adding girls programs. There's probably been half dozen or more added over the summer. Now they won't necessarily start this year, but starting over the next couple years. Like women's wrestling is going in a positive direction, and they could be helping instead of you know going after some little nuanced club thing. I don't know. I I, th- I thought it was nonsense, pure nonsense. Yeah, a Division One program just started in South Carolina. They're working towards emerging sports status. So, Presbyterian. I'm talking about. I'm talking about the whole. I'm talking about women's NCA Division One wrestling is working towards. Someone asked a question. Most surprising at Super 32. Boozy Yellow sixth, Anderson winning 138 up 2.8s, Klebov taking fifth, Hoagie losing to number seven, or Ramo DNP? Ramo. I don't, I, don't count, I don't count Heidley's losses as really that surprising considering the way they went down. He didn't, he didn't score, but. I would say he, probably Anderson. He didn't get scored. Anderson win in 38. I mean, Boozy Yellow, I expected to win. Uh, Who else was at thirty eight? I think I I think we had Anderson picked pretty high. But well, that was at thirty two. Right. Um, who's the most surprising? I don't know. Ramo DNP. I don't know. That's pretty surprising. Yeah, I think you probably. Clay both taking fifth. Clay Julian has no business being at one thirty two. Why? Well, he didn't look that small. Did you watch a match with Vasquez? Vasquez looked enormous. Yeah. <laughs> Vasquez is darn good too. There was some crazy go watch the go watch a Vasquez Claybove match. There was some crazy stuff that resulted in no points, but it was good stuff. Yeah. Best three one match. All right, are we gonna are we gonna talk about recruiting at all? You put Hawkeye reports losing their minds. Are they really? Uh I don't know. They're they're not I feel like that's a self-fulfilling prophecy, <coughs> even though I haven't been on there. They're not necessarily losing their minds. There's like some people are. Some some people are, Kyle. Yeah, I read through like 110 th- uh, <laughs> posts last Uh-oh, night. Oh, you went full willy. What's going on? It's fun. I mean, some people are like, "This is ridiculous. I'm sick of it." Like, blah blah blah. If we don't take higher than fifth at conferences, we need a clean house. And then <laughs> other people are like, "Well, I'm just glad we're developing good young men." And then there's the people who are like, well, whatever. He just lost twice. He's not that good. We don't need him anyways. It's it's a vicious cycle. Huh. Okay. <laughs> well, sounds like they're being pretty measured there. It's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Go check it out. It's great. I might, I might just. <laughs> All right. Why don't we go? Why don't we go? Call it a day. We'll be you back. drink that? We'll be back there. No. It's a prop. Uh, don't open it. <laughs> You're not starting. We got meetings. Yeah, All right. meetings. We're ready to go. Thank you guys for, for tuning in. We'll be back next Thursday. Give me my grizzly back, bro. What is in there? <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> he got gut. He got gut. It's beef jerky. <laughs> I got Yo, you. I bought it. I got you, though. That was the best reveal ever. I got you. I got him so good. He thought I was dipping so you think sick the whole time. I'm pulling that man card back. Remember I said it was the manliest thing you ever did? I cannot believe when you fell for it out there. He's like, I was like, I was like, I offered him something. I I put in some beef jerky. He's like, oh my uh, God. I 100% thought it was real. (laughs) 
And then you started hacking a little bit. I was like, oh, now his head's spinning. He's no. getting sick. That was just illness. I needed a cough drop. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next time. Happy Halloween.